Well, this is the West Coast Project Podcast for Louis TV. My name is Mike. And I'm Michelle. Hi, Michelle. Hey, Mike. Hey, so, um, so, Louis, so Louis, what did you think about this Michelle episode? So, Michelle, what did you think about this Louis episode? <laughs> um, the Road Part 2. Yeah, I, I felt like Louis, there's, there's probably something. You're missing? I, I feel like Louis talking to us. I feel like Louie's telling us something with this. And that's probably not a good thing because I don't think Louie really knows us or probably cares to tell us anything. But I really did feel like he is almost specifically talking to us. We'll bring up Pamela and the next show has Pamela in it when she hadn't been on for a while. And then we'll bring up, you know, different things. And it's like Louie answers our questions. It's really kind of bizarre. Well, I read an interesting story about how this whole season came about and why it was only eight episodes. Mm-hmm. It was on Netflix, or not Netflix, HitFix. Which I, I read that. Mm-hmm. About how Louis smoked a bunch of pot and then thought he had a brilliant idea for a whole full season. And then when he read it when he was sober, it was shit. Yeah, and he like called him up in the last minute and said, hey, I, I want to do this. And when he had asked for more time or wanted to put it off or something and... Yeah. Yeah, he got high and he called the FX manager John Landgraf and said, "Hey, I got a great, brilliant idea for a whole season of new stuff." And um, that then he called him the next day and said, or right, at, really shortly afterward, and said, "You know, I sobered up and looked at this, and it's not as good as I thought." So he had to well, redo all all the episodes like sober. Right, and they had already given away, you know, like. Uh, allocated so much of the money for the series or whatever because he didn't want to do it and so there was only enough money left for him to do eight of them so well this season just ended this episode and season just kind of ended without much of a bang um he did lead in this up this final episode eight led into his special did you watch any of his special right after you know um i didn't know it was going to be on so i didn't tape it and um, I did watch just a couple of minutes of it. I happened to catch it later, but the special was like an hour and a half, and this is so late. I ended up being up way too late last night trying to get all this stuff done. So, um, no, to answer your question, not enough of it to even comment, but I do have it set up to tape before we do the recap show for next time. Did you get to see any of it? It's actually pretty good. Was it? Yeah, Louis meaner and more, not meaner, but he's more, I don't know, he's more real he's pretty he's pretty friendly and kind of beleaguered in the show and he's tougher mm-hmm. he's tougher and more successful on his specials people liked it um i did see a couple of the reviews on the special and for the most part people seemed to like it yeah i thought it was good i watched the whole thing oh did you i, I ended up like not being able to stop watching it so i sat through the 90 minutes Ah, that's a long time, and then to prepare for the podcast too—that was it was just too much. Oh, I don't prepare for the podcast. Oh, okay, well, okay. <laughs> well, there we go. Yeah, I was just looking up. Do you happen to know who his comedian buddy was in Oklahoma? I'm trying to find that. I should know. Yeah, that. I read it. I read it about three times, and then I've. Um... Kenny, what, what was his? Who's the real Kenny? Seems like I've known him before. I've seen him before. I'll I'll find him. Well, I need to know now. Well, <laughs> I'm going. I think it might have been. No, that was Jim Florentine. Oh, okay. That's who it was. He's in that little crowd, that tight little circle of friends that he has on a lot. 
So what did you think about it? It was okay. I, like I said, it didn't have much of a theme this season. It was just kind of a hit, hit and run. Every episode was a little different. Um, the last two, of course, he's on the road here, but I don't know. It was okay. It was entertaining. It was Louis. Okay. So Louis, Louis on the plane again, and he does go to Oklahoma City. Oh, first of all, Michelle, I gotta give, I gotta apologize to you because somehow I ended up watching, rewatching one of the old episodes, mm-hmm. and it was, um, it was the one where he, where he told some the driver Mike that he was like, you could walk for four days and still be in the city, and I think you were right. He did mean that you could walk a straight line and still be in the city. <laughs> Rewatching it, he kind of made it sound that way. And when I was when I was kind of watching it the first time, I just thought, by the way, I'm trying to get away with watching Louis just one time, because I figure you just watch it, make a couple notes, and it's not really deep stuff. You don't have to. It's not Game of Thrones or anything. No, but you know, I am finding that as I watch it for the second time, it's almost like I don't know if I'm reading stuff into it or if there's just more there, but I agree with you. I almost started to do that myself. And then I thought, no, I'm going to go ahead and do it again. And I was actually glad I did because like I said, I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm probably reading stuff into it, but yeah, that scene, I really did feel like Louie was making New York out to be like a magical place. Or yeah, what- I think you were right. I, although New York is a place where you could walk around for 10 days and not see everything, I think he did try to tell the guy, yeah, you walk forever and you're still in the city. It's a giant place. Which- and the guy has this little kid uh, hearing a story look on his face, you know, just this fascinated look. Anyway, I felt him- guilty for criticizing you so hard on that. I think you were right about that. No, that's okay. But Louis on the plane, and he does end up in Oklahoma. We don't, we didn't think he was going to get there, or we thought he skipped it somehow. But it looks like he went from from New York to Cincinnati to Atlanta to North Carolina to Oklahoma. Oh well, there you go. Um, and he gets another bang on his knee by the beverage cart. Yeah, just um, part of the more continuity again. I thought we were going to start this or have this episode be like the other episode, just frustration the whole time. But I think it turned into a little more than that. So the girl picks him up. We kind of knew this in the previews. The girl picks him up, takes him to Daddy's Club. Okay, then... but which one was worse, Mike or April? Oh, Who would April. you rather have pick you up? She's dry texting and driving. and <laughs> That was so bad. Okay, that... what would you do in that situation? I'd tell her to take the goddamn phone out of your hand and drive the car. That is really one of my pet peeves. It really is. I would not have anybody driving that distracted and me well, not especially with you riding with them well it's not a, that's a pretty specific social commentary i think that's louise criticizing it too making it look so stupid i mean she looked pretty stupid in that role well she didn't even look up yes but but yeah yeah i think you're right she wasn't um, well, I mean, she was just so flat she didn't have a lot of personality in any way but I thought it was kind of like this commentary on you either get the over-interested guy or you get somebody who's not even interested in so much as your life and your well-being. Yeah. It was like this contrast, nothing just normal. So. He's trying, he's, he has a hard time even just getting her attention, uh, just her direct attention. And we don't even know they're in Oklahoma City till about three or four minutes into this. Right. Um, so Louis asked what it's like. I guess, yeah, he was Mike in that role. He was asking her what it's like. <laughs> Which was funny, wasn't it? Yeah, because flipping the roles. 
Yeah, because he he was going on about, you know, how he doesn't want to talk to somebody. So it's almost like if somebody wants to talk to him, he don't want to talk to them. But if somebody doesn't want to talk to him or have an interaction with him, then he feels obligated to do it or something. So I thought that was kind of like a weird thing. I wasn't sure if he were, you know, if there was something more behind that or... I don't, I don't know, know that that's just, uh, an unusual. Takes all yeah. kinds of people to make up a world. I think you're just making that observation. But I don't think that's that unusual. Do you? I mean, if somebody's like talking your ear off, sometimes you don't want it. But if somebody's uncomfortably quiet, then sometimes you'll try to put forth a little energy into a conversation. But I, you know, again, the contrast, just the contrast. Well, he asked her what it's like in Oklahoma City or Oklahoma. I guess they're Oklahoma City. And she says you got to stay out of downtown. Too many sickies and Mexicans. And in Louis' special, Michelle, he talks about how he goes out one night with his daughters into the country. And he feels totally, it's totally beautiful, but he feels totally unsafe. Because there's bats and bugs and... And in the city, he feels totally safe, even though there's armed robbers and muggers and Jews. <laughs> so he makes a joke here about Mexicans, but he's making a joke in his special about Jews. He kind of throws in one race of people. Pretty funny. See, I take that as a as something against racism, how how he puts that in there. That Do you know what I mean? That comfortable enough to make fun of it, it's not racism. Well, that that you're saying it, oh... How do, how do you even put this into words? That you're saying it to mock how ridiculous it is, kind yeah, of. Yeah, it's over the top. Mm. I think you're right about that. I'd agree with that. Because I don't picture Louie being racist, necessarily. So, Kenny's in the condo. Kenny, Jim Florentine, is in the condo. And uh, he wants to cram his dick in April's ass for a minute. Just, just, just out of nowhere, he comes up with a with a an idea. Doesn't even phase April. I think that's yeah. that's another example of you're doing it so boldly and obviously that it just takes all the craziness out of it. Yeah, she doesn't even respond. She is just so out of it, out of touch, out of caring. And you have to wonder how much else she's seen. And uh, with- Florentine's drinking. Jack Daniels at 11 a.m. Well, no, he says it's past 11. It's past. so what, 10 after? You're right. So it's okay to drink. So he has no respect for Louis. Louis landed in the worst place on planet Earth, Michelle. This is worse than the Motel 86 with guys pounding on the door. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is bad because now you're sharing this with somebody who you find distasteful. It's awful. It's dirty. I mean, it's not dirty. It's cluttered, and it's it's not not. And, and, and the guy is like, you know, knocking back Jack in the morning. Well, and he's pretty fun. dirty. He's dirty. <laughs> he gives April advice when they drive to the club, like, don't ever give a comic a hand job. Uh, he's just trying to help. Just trying to help. Give her advice. Um. I don't know where that blatant, obvious, sexual, whatever, just disarming sexual terms and just being so blatant about it. I don't know. You know, it wasn't that funny. It wasn't, you know, and and I was reading something about it. There was a couple people, and as people will, somebody made a comment about how just thoroughly put off they were by a couple of the episodes. And I think this was one of them. Um 
just this for for no reason to throw in this kind of disgusting, you know, just filthy talk to a, to a young yeah, girl. It, yeah, it's just arbitrary. That's why I said this one. This season and episode had no theme really to them, other than these last two being on the road, and that I guess com- comedians and comics go through crazy. I don't know what, but I don't know. It was pretty mediocre to me because of this. So they get to the comedy club and it's Jokers. And uh, I don't know who's up there first. Florentine. Yeah. Joker joke about the Irish having a lot of money, which is kind of the exact opposite of what jokes about Irish usually is. They don't have money. They're poor and and large breasts. Um, and but he's killing it, though. Yeah, I didn't pay attention stupid. to what he's they're saying. It's just the whole jokes and people are laughing. Right, the whole audience is really like enthralled with what he's saying. Even though Lou, Louis, you see him in the background, and he is—he's not appreciating Kenny's type of of humor at all. So the owner, April's dad, needs a solid hour out of. It's a long time for a comedy set. It sounds like a long time, yeah. Although Louis but, did ninety minutes pretty pretty efficiently, so. But I think a show like that, you don't do an hour; you do fifteen minutes, eight minutes, something like that. So I don't know. We got a comedy club here, and the headliners sometimes really do a long time. So I don't know. Yeah, maybe hour. But that is a long, long time. It does. I know. The owner needs him to wear a suit, and. Um, I'll send you home right now if you don't wear a suit. But Louie doesn't want to change. He doesn't want to wear a suit. Uh, but but Kenny's not wearing a suit. And he's already up there doing his act. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, isn't that odd? And Louie was, like, very polite about it. He, you know, he's kind of, like, apologetic about it. He goes, you know, this is the way I dress. And he kind of shrugged his shoulders. Like, you know, just real Louie apologetic. And the guy's like, well, no, I want you to dress like this. And Louie says, well, I'm not going to. He kind of stands his ground. So in Oklahoma City, of all places, <laughs> you need a suit. Nobody in the audience is dressed up or anything. Well, not only that, but I mean, a comedian in a suit, unless you're at some kind of affair, you know, that just it's just the oddest thing. It was well, especially Louis, Louis with his Doc Martens and blue jeans and T-shirts. That's that's as dressed up as he's ever going to get. Well, plus, he's telling them this like what. Literally sixty seconds before he walks up on the stage, I think Louis's got a suit in his back pocket or what? So Louis gets up there and does a set. He's actually pretty funny. He's way funnier than Kenny. Um, he says people that li- he lives in New York City. People in New York City, eighty-five percent of people are minorities, which is kind of funny, right? How do you, how can how can the most people be minority but nobody laughs? And he kind of tanks in his set. Yeah, and then they just cut it off it's almost like and that was funny too a lot of people commented on that about how the commercials happened in these it was almost like louis was bombing so bad that the station decided to cut him off in mid-sentence or something and i'm sure that's not what happened i mean you know we know that didn't happen like that but but that i mean i'm sure but that's funny how they did just cut him off there was no like end scene in in these which was funny yeah so uh, they go back to the condo, and Louie and Kenny have two girls there. Two no, I don't. I don't think Louie had anything well, to do. There with are the two, two girls, girls. <laughs> right? Right. I think Kenny had the two girls, and he didn't even. He he just like names them. You know, he didn't even know their names, and it's the next morning, and 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 he's naming them, and he 
he even says that's actually not their names, but you know, whatever. So remind me, because I only saw this once, Michelle. They were they were what hookers hired by Kenny? Were they hookers? I thought it was just girls he had picked up at the show. Uh, I don't know. I don't either. I don't know. Well, they they are there. Then then they, Louis goes out and walks around. Oklahoma City looks shitty. Looks real shitty. Uh, well, they obviously well, but but he's walking like on this major road. I'm sure there's beautiful places, but he's walking. I mean, they certainly don't paint it in a good light. It's drizzly, and he's walking on like this what six lane highway or something. Yeah, it just looks like the worst route, the worst. The, I mean, New York City, you can walk around in busy streets and have a good time just being casual, walking around, looking at stuff, but not on a highway like that. It just looked horrible. But he finds a flea market, and that gets a little interesting, although it's a shitty flea market. <laughs> Everything looks crappy. Crap, crap, crap. The honey looked promising. But then the cool, <laughs> the cool spot was the, um, the go-back-in-time spot or whatever. Yeah, and it was all closed up. Okay, now, what was the purpose of this whole scene? It was very cool. First of all, the fiddler. Did you recognize the fiddle tune? I did. As a matter of fact, it drove me crazy, and I had to find it. And um, so I finally did find it. It was from the Ken Burns documentary, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's a song called Ashokan Farewell. And it's, because, yeah, it, it literally drove me crazy. I rewound and played and rewound and played and rewound and played, and I could not come up with it, so I actually had to look it up. Yeah, I knew it right away because when I watched that Ken Burns special, I, I found that music because it was so cool. It is. That was great. That's um, That was from the Civil War, the Ken, Ken Burns Civil War, right? Right, was, but okay, the Ashokan yeah. Farewell is the... It's the Ashokan campus of State University of New York in upstate New York. It's composed by a guy named Jay Unger. And somehow Ken Burns found it for the Civil War series he did. But it was perfect in that series. It just so totally fit the series. And somehow it fits this odd little booth in the flea market in Oklahoma City. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah, I agree, though. Actually, here, let me, let me see if I can play a little of it. I'll put it in the show. So you can you can hear that or picture it in your mind over Ken Burns Civil War special. You know, those, the Ken Burns effect, he even has his own effect because in Civil War, obviously, we didn't have many movies. So he made this video effect where you take a picture and you just kind of scan across it slowly. They actually call that in video editing the Ken Burns effect. Oh, I did not know that. So that music is perfect for those types of old photos. You can picture the black and white guys standing there with their muskets and, you know, they're all bedraggled and hungry and thin and winners or losers they were all kind of in the same boat in the civil war but that music was really cool real haunting kind of music it really was it was really neat and it's interesting because remember i think episode one was the one with the the banjo player too louis incorporates a lot of this really artistic stuff like the cooking and the music and stuff like that 
and I love it. That That's one of the things that really draws me in, even on an episode that I might not be as drawn into for some reason. So they but, go... But go wasn't it funny? I'm sorry. Let me say this, though. The, the tent, and it was closed up. All the other tents were completely open, almost just like, you know completely open and this was completely closed and it said go back in time and wonder if that wasn't more than just go back in time you know because louis has talked about missing the road and missing the hunger for stuff and stuff like that and as we see later on in this he looks back even on this moment this go back in time with you know he he, he reminisces it. it. Yes, yeah. he does. So anyway, I just want to point that out. Well, the go back in time booth is actually really elaborate compared to the shitty booths in the other parts of the flea market. And it, I thought it was brilliant. So he does go back in time and girls want to take a picture with him and he's going to be General Beauregard and it's all <laughs> Civil War theme, kind of like the Ashokan farewell uh, we just talked about. Um, and Louis dances with a girl and tra- the girl transitions to a guy and gave him a that picture. Was, that I actually laughed out loud when that happened. That was really funny because he's dancing with the girl, and then he dances with her mom, and then you know you're seeing him spin around doing this waltz top dance, and then it ends up being the guy, the the photographer. That was funny. So there in the special, there's more of Louis being the f- effeminate w- woman type man, <laughs> where he's he's afraid in that country house I told you about. He was afraid of like a, a bat or something. So somebody Rock. comes and gets the bat and and the guy just comes and picks the bat up off the light or something and Louis's like oh thank you you're so strong and he goes but into this wouldn't be afraid of a bat you would be afraid of a bat well, not right the, not the bat specialist who just comes and picks it up in his right. hand well of course not but anybody would be afraid of a bat well Louis turns into he gets he gets kind of owned by this bat guy and he goes i'm trying really hard not to call him the batman it's pretty funny. And and so Louis this effeminate character like he was with Pamela at that time, that uncomfortable stretch of five minutes. And Louis does it for about five or ten minutes on the comedy special. And then he goes, he kind of breaks the fourth wall and he goes, this is really kind of scary because I could make this go on all night. <laughs> <laughs> I find it I, hard to stop doing this sometimes. I got to watch that. It's I'm excited good. to see it. Yeah. Um. So anyway... So then they get back to the comedy club, and there's Kenny back up there doing a fart joke on stage, going to light a fart on fire. And it just, it it completely, I mean, Louis standing in the background saying, please don't do that, please don't do that, please don't do that. And he he just, he hates this. Yeah, slapstick, kind of sophomoric humor. But then he kind of admits it is funny. Farts are funny. Well, know. not yet, though. Yeah, but I don't yet. know. Even when he starts saying they are, I don't really think they are. I know they bust you up, Michelle, but they're not that funny to me. <laughs> uh, okay. So Louis gets on stage and does his turn again, and he's 47 years old, and he's half dead and gets no laughs. And he makes a funny joke about you never get to know how old you live to be because when you die, you don't really realize at that very second you die how old you are. Right, and everybody else says, oh, he died at, you know, 87 or whatever, and you don't know. Right, so now I can't remember if this was in the comedy special or if this was at on the show. Did, does he then say, 
it's it's insulting when people are surprised how old you are. Like, no, I don't. I don't remember that. On yeah, the show. Well, maybe it was the comedy special then, because he's like, well, Louis died, and he was he was forty seven, <laughs> and people go, oh, you know, people are supposed to go, oh, that's young, you know, that's sad. But if they go, really, forty seven, like that's an insult because you look older than your age. <laughs> But you'd never know that either. So You wouldn't know it, but it's funny. So he, I guess he does it with, like, the age 80. So Louis C.K. died. He was 80. Like, oh, 80. Oh. Or, or they go, 80? Wow. Like, he looks like 112. He was uh, only 80? It was pretty funny, yeah. That's why Louis gets paid the big bucks, and I'm doing podcasts with you. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, you never get to know how old you live to be when you die because you're dead. You can't pick it out. Pretty funny. It, it was some pretty funny material and fallen completely flat. Completely flat after the brilliance of Kenny. So there was a commercial break here, Michelle. And, they, and in this commercial break, they did this comedy store commercial for the special that was going to come on right after the show. Mm-hmm. And, they also and that's had, the first I've heard about it. Me too. I didn't know about it either. They also had in this, in this commercial stretch a uh, commercial for Amy Schumer. Uh, in the movie she's in called Trainwreck. Right. And there's a joke about her. She does a joke about how she slept with a lot of fat guys in college. Do you think Amy Schumer's cute? I do think she's cute. I really do. Do you? Let me ask you this question, Michelle. Do okay. you think anybody in the world is not cute? Oh, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely I do. But she's cute. I think a lot of it is that really bubbly personality. And what was so funny about her saying that about sleeping with fat guys, they had asked her what kind of, um, what's the word? What kind of, uh, you know, where you do things for other people. What kind of things have you done in your life for other people? And she's like, well, I slept with a lot of fat guys in college. And um, anyway, that's what made that so funny. But well, it's funnier, too, because she's not that cute. She's pretty average looking. Like, she's not, she's not pretty. You know, some people, most people, I think, have this one view of what pretty is. And I think interesting looking people. That's what I view as attractive. That's what I view as pretty. And I think she has a really interesting looking face no it's not the stereotypical just cindy crawford or whoever beauty beauty but there's something about her and it's just so interesting she's interesting looking to me so yeah and plus she's kind of chunky so for her to do a joke about being generous to fat guys is kind of i don't know that in in itself is kind of funny because she's kind of chunky but anyway um Louis, back in the show, Louis on the stage again and ends his set. And then he goes backstage and the owner picks on him some more. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Kenny's going to do 20 minutes and then Louis's going to do 30 and then Kenny will come back for another 20 minutes. And Louis just says, well, I don't care if I get paid the same as him. I don't care, which makes sense to me. I wouldn't mind doing less time if I got what I was supposed to get paid. Well, particularly with an audience that doesn't like you very much. Because as he's walking off, he's like rubbing his brow and stuff. He realizes he is not, this is not coming easy for him. It's not in tune with them, yeah. No. No, so why would you want to do more? But the owner 
you know, Louis says he doesn't care, but the owner says, well, you should. And he walks away. So Kenny does some more impressions on stage and he starts to do what I thought was like Gallagher. But it's Louie. It's a, it's Louis. It's a yeah. shitty Louie hair mask, and it looks really shitty. And <laughs> I don't know. I guess people liked it. The it's daughter like a, liked it. Yeah. That's the only time we see her even laughing. He's got, like, marker on his face, like orange marker to do Louie's beard. And then he's got this bozo kind of clown red hair. And, I mean, he's mean. He's saying... You know, that Louis boring, essentially. I'm 47. I'm fat. He did look like Gallagher, though. That mask looked a little bit like Gallagher. Yeah, I, I didn't even think about Gallagher with it. but. So next morning, Kenny apologizes at the condo, or kind of tries to, and then starts calling Louis a bummer. His apology doesn't really work. Um, and Kenny says, you're too good for me. I like to have fun. And Louis just says, I don't want to be with you or party with you or be anything like you. <laughs> and they get kind of in each other's faces. And Kenny just says, well, you're an asshole. And, um, I, you know, I think Louis hears this in real life, I think, Michelle, that you're, you're an asshole, Louis. You're too good for us. I think if he was walking down the street, sometimes he might hear that in New York. You think? Yeah. Well, that would be terrible. Yeah, because he's, like I said, in the show, in the Louis show that we watch here, he's kind of a beleaguered, you feel, he's the underdog, you feel kind of sorry for him. But he is kind of cocky, and especially he was cocky, and I think in real life he's probably a little bit more cocky than the Louis that we see in the show. Well, Louis goes after Kenny right here. I mean, he doesn't hold back. Kenny does call him an asshole. He calls him unfriendly, and he calls him an asshole. But Louie goes into Kenny. I mean, he starts saying, you're a hack. You're a moron. What does he say? You're barely a comedian. You're a disgrace to this art form. You're gross. I resent going after you on the same stage. I mean, that is like, that's like really going after somebody. Yeah, and, and then Kenny hits him with a zinger. Well, tell me you don't like fart jokes. And he kind of has Louis here because Louis does seem to like fart jokes. And then Louis starts to cry. Yeah, which is funny. <laughs> and then Kenny gets all sympathetic with him. Well, he gives him a towel that he only came in twice. Uh, <laughs> and then Louis admits, I love fart jokes. So he's won Louis over. Well, Louis loves comedy, but it's so hard. You got to give so much. You're all alone. The road is hard. Just trying to be good, trying to get people to laugh, get people to like you. I believe that part. I think probably it is pretty hard to get people. Louis gets automatic laughs now, but when you're at the Kenny stage or the, you know, maybe some of these B level comedians, it is pretty hard. Oh, can you imagine? So Kenny's view of all this is just way simpler. You just go on stage and you act like an asshole and it's a big trick. And I guess, you know, he's saying this, he's saying this, that it's, that it's easy if the funny's in your ass, you can just say shocking stuff and be funny. And Kenny, yeah, but Kenny also says it's not art. He goes, this is not art. This is a bar trick. It's and slapstick. I, yeah. I kind of wonder if, do you think that's Louis saying something to us with all the criticism? This is what really kind of struck me with the whole thing, particularly with this whole season and the criticisms he's gotten in last season, too. Do you think he's telling us 
You no, know, because Louis not that kind of a comedian and some comedians are. I think Louis a very sophisticated comedian. Yeah, I think he is, but he, you know, goes back to the fart jokes. Louis agrees that the fart jokes are funny. So he is just saying, I don't know, I I kind of got him saying in this that this is this is me and this is who I am. And sometimes I'm fart jokes and sometimes I pour my heart and more into it. I don't know. I really felt like he was kind of saying that with this episode, but I definitely could have been reading into it. So, well, then they start drinking Jack Daniels and they actually do what, what you're just talking about. They go into a whole slapstick routine in the bathroom. Louis getting sick in the bathroom and Kenny has to come in and use the bathroom. So he just says, don't worry, I'll just take the upper deck. <laughs> he Have tries you ever to... heard of that? No. You can't okay. do that. They can't... No, you absolutely can't do that. I've never even heard of that, though. No, I didn't know what he meant. I thought he was going to go in the bathtub for a second. I did, too, yeah. Then he falls and hits his head, and they're just in totally bad shape. But that that's the slapstick they were just trying to talk about here. That the funny but how is that funny? That's not even funny. I mean, you know, I guess it's funny. Somebody's trying to climb on top of you to use the tank of the toilet to use the bathroom in but but not really that's not funny but then you know him falling that wasn't funny there was nothing funny about that and i really didn't understand why we went from that to this dark this This was was really the funnies in your ass he had to take a shit in the bathroom and louise was blocking the toilet so he was going to do it in the top deck okay well i kind of get all that but the fall? Yeah, well, I mean, That was Louis. dark. That was dark, though. So we had another commercial, Michelle. Now, there's this commercial for the show, Dennis Leary, Sex, Drugs, and Rock and Roll. Have you seen those commercials? Uh, a million of them, yes. Do you like seeing Dennis Leary in that role? Not really, but I'm a real big Rescue Me, Dennis Leary I fan. know, me too. I miss Johnny Gavin. Johnny Gavin shouldn't be doing... He shouldn't be a 56-year-old rock star. I agree. I agree. I don't like it. There was also a commercial for a car, and they took these kids, which is complete, you know, bribery, and they put these kids in a car with the... With tablets to watch a movie, and then they took them out of this car and put them in another car. And of course, the tablets didn't work because there's no Wi Fi. And evidently, they're putting Wi Fi in this car, right? Would that be a selling point for you if your car was a hotspot? Sure. Why not? I think it's a great idea. I really do. I'm sitting there thinking, that's a horrible thing to do that. And I'm thinking, but I kind of like it. Especially if you had a lot of kids. But it's kind of like buying a car because you like the cup holder. It's kind of dumb. You should really buy the car that performs well as a car, and then you get- really, absolutely. But but can you get your car made into like a hotspot? I mean, what kind yeah, of? Yeah, of course. Okay, I didn't know. Well, we go you back know. to the show. Final scenes at the hospital. Louis still kind of barfy, and the cl- club owner's there, and he blames Louis for all this. Uh, Kenny didn't make it. He lost too much blood. Now that was funny. Uh, That's not funny. That okay, is okay, so Miss Nurse. No, that technician. wasn't funny. I mean, when he falls and he hits his head and he's just laying there, you know, and his pants are halfway, you know, down his bottom. That was okay. But I mean, that was okay as far as funny. But when you it like focuses on his face when he's laying on his bathroom floor in the previous scene, and he said, "I kind of hit my head hard," and at this point, blood is literally just like pooling out around his head. That was horrifying. That's horrifying. 
Oh my gosh, that was not funny. Well, the owner's never going to hire him again. Like big threat. Thanks a lot, pal. I really care about that. And so, what was April doing in this scene? What I was don't that know, all but about? Louis eyes her pretty closely and then just leaves. Gives her the gives her the raunchy eye. <laughs> that, it, it was so weird. She was like staring through him. It was like she. But that kind of goes back to the whole thing with her. It was like she didn't see anything. It was like she was staring through everything. You know, not she didn't drive. She didn't focus on that. It was like she focused on nothing. But that was weird. So Louis gets home back in New York City. Never looked finer. Looked great to him to get home. He's got his Lenny Bruce poster on the wall. We know he's back at his apartment. Did you feel relief for him when he went in? I'm never worried about Louis. I just felt so... It was like, home. Okay, okay. He puts his Civil War photo on the fridge, and Jane starts asking him about it. And he was Bash Bush, Black Bottom Pit. He was a great soldier at the last battle of the Civil War. He shot the last picture of the Civil War. <laughs> he shot the last shot in the Civil War, but it missed. And that's why they stopped the war. And then he was killed by a snake. <laughs> Pretty good story for little Jane there. That was, uh, yeah, he was... Um... He was back to his, I don't know, back to his silliness and nonsense after the darkness of this guy, like, dying on the bathroom floor beside him. And then he, and then he goes, he, then his, his continuity errors continue where after he was killed by the snake, he went home and his wife was eaten by a snake, so he killed the snake. So Jane starts to correct him. I thought he was killed by the snake. Totally unrelated snake. It was on a Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. He totally makes, like, a totally nonsensical answer for her i don't think as old as jane is she would actually buy that that that's a maybe a four-year-old kind of story but it was still funny yeah he was entertaining her she yes. knew it, it was entertainment right so that was funny and then we see scenes of the country the mountains the plains and everything's passing by and that was the end louis does not belong in the country he's a city boy yeah i agree and then he goes into his comedy special, and like I said, he had a pretty good little set about the country and going to the country with the girls and how he felt out of place. And I don't know. It was kind of it was kind of teed up to make you want to watch that special. I, yeah, and I got that a couple times. I read that a couple times, but I really think I really think that this episode was saying that. We shouldn't take him so seriously and take everything and the lack of continuity and all that. That he can just be funny and he can do it in his own way and in his different ways, whether it's slapstick or mindless or thoughtful. I don't know. I just really kind of got that out of this. I feel like he was kind of poking at everybody who wants him to be a certain way. And people want him to be different ways. There are two different camps on Louie. Some people like the last two episodes a whole lot, and some people really like the, or not episode seasons, and some people really like the first seasons. And um, which well, one do you fall in? Louis, Louis told Seppenwall that he, well, he liked season four last season where he had the serialized versions of of the women and you know, the women from Hungary and stuff and then the fat woman and the pretty woman and all that kind of theme running through it. But then he was happy to return to this scattered format this season. Like he just likes the, he just likes the fun of jumping around and being kind of crazy. Yeah. I think he was kind of saying he's going to do it his way. 
And well, I don't think we'd expect anything different from Louis C.K. No, no, I, I, I agree. But people, people get their ideas. People want it one way or the other. I like the newer stuff, although that dark spot with Kenny dying, I didn't like that. I mean, I got to tell you, I really like did not like that. That wasn't funny. It wasn't entertaining to me. That was just like tragic, and I didn't like seeing that in this show. If he had just fallen, okay, and ended up at the hospital, okay. But the dying part, I didn't like. But I, I have liked the last two seasons a whole lot more Except for, of course, particular episodes in the past. So what was more uncomfortable for you, Louie with the guy dying on his head bleeding out on the floor or Louie being with Pamela being, like, out-masculined by her? You know, in different ways, um, both of the I didn't like either one of those, you know? I thought they were both really uncomfortable. Yeah, I'm calling Kenny funny and Pamela not watchable. So Kenny's head exploding on the bathroom floor was hilarious. Uh, I wasn't funny. Not funny. All right, Michelle, that's it for Louis. Eight episodes, we're out. We're done with this mess. Another that's season it. in the books. I know. So we got it's Orange done. is the New Black, True Detective coming up, maybe Fargo. What else? What else is on the horizon? The, the Affair. Oh, my God. I know. Forgot about all that crap we got to watch. No, those are all you good. Don't mean that. There's yeah. a lot of good shows. Actually, I'm not that excited about Orange Is the New Black. I got to tell you. Are you not? I never watched. I never watched any of um, House of Cards this year. Kind of grew through that. Grew past that. And I'm starting. No, to House feel- of Cards was good this year. Well, I didn't watch it. And you're starting to feel what? Starting to feel the same way about Orange Is the New Black. Like, what are we going to do? What are they going to do this year? Well, I don't know. But that's the thing we don't know. I I think you're forgetting. I really do. I really do. Stephanie Anjahar, I mean, come on. Come on. And I, I don't know if she's going to be back in it or not. But but come on. I mean, that that was great. And it was really a lot of fun. I think that we forget about it until we get into it. I actually had somebody mention to me. I, it was last night um, about really looking forward to the Orange is New Black podcast. So, oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. So I'm excited about it. I, um, they were watching the series again to catch them up. Although I don't think you really necessarily need to do that. But I even texted you. It felt like we podcast season one, but we didn't. I don't think. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't. Find, but but we had to know so much about it and referenced it so much for season two. That it felt like we almost did. Well, we might have I, talked about season one in some of the other podcasts. Yeah, we, we we had to have. But anyway, I'm kind of looking forward to it, and I I, I trust that they're going to be able to um, to keep up with it. All right, Michelle from Tennessee. That's it for Louis. So, how do people get a hold of you if they want to talk to you about any of these new fantastic shows coming up? Well, on Twitter, I'm at Michelle from TN, and I'm. Always available on Facebook, too. Michelle from TN. All right. And my Twitter is at Scathing Tweets, or you can just contact any of us and find all these feeds at the westcoastproject.com website. Yep. So go into iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio and do whatever you can to tell people, tell your friends about us. Yep. 
All right, Michelle, that's it. Talk to you next season. Okay. This is our show can farewell. Okay. All right, bye. Bye-bye.